This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We're very glad to have you with us today. And it's just a little bit of a different time of year. College football's over this last week. Pro football's almost over. Why is life so hard? I mean, really. <laughs> At the end of the day, it just feels like makes life even harder now. Because no NASCAR's on. Oh, that, yeah. You know, and yeah, I guess I'm not a baseball fan, so, you know, that doesn't really help. But it, it's almost as if we're being initiated. I thought NASCAR was racing cars. It is. It is, but I'm not a baseball fan either, so I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's, I don't know, maybe Nashville NASCAR, so I'm not really Apparently sure. you need some initiation, Sam. <laughs> I uh, do. Uh, well, as as we've been talking about that topic, right? Yes, we have. Right, and so a couple of weeks ago we talked about, you know, our hearts to help initiate our sons, you know, nephews, the, the young men that God brings into our life to help mentor. Right. Right, you know, and the heart for that. And then last week we talked about that same heart for our daughters or nieces or the, the young women that God brings into our life to, to be a part of helping mentor them. And then you have to ask yourself, well, where does that heart come from? Right, and that, that heart's a reflection of God's heart because God's always in the process of initiating us. Mm-hmm. We just don't always have the eyes to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So other than, hmm, Robbie, what else do you have to say about that? <laughs> Well, I think st- we can talk about Steve Martin is fixing to get initiated in our yes. opening clip. Um, he and his wife have been called into the principal's office to have a little meeting, and, and he's going to find himself in a situation where he doesn't have answers, or he's going to be really out of his comfort zone. He's going to be being initiated. Now, the question is, does he see it that way, or... <clears throat> Does he see it as a problem with his wife's um, addictions? So here we go. <laughs> you must be the Buckmans. I'm Dr. Jeffrey Lucas. Uh, Dr. Lucas is a child psychologist. He's been observing Kevin for the last couple of months. Why? Mr. Buckman, this is a public school. 38 kids to a class. We estimate that Kevin's teachers spent at least 20% of her time dealing with Kevin. That class is going to finish the year behind. It isn't fair. Kevin is a very sweet, very sensitive, extremely tense little boy. He needs some special attention. It's because he was first. Hmm? It's because he was our first. I, I mean, I think we were very tense when Kevin was little. If he got a scratch, we were hysterical. But the third kid, you know, you let him juggle knives. <laughs> On the other hand, Kevin may have been like this in the womb. Recent studies indicate that these things are all chemical. She smoked grass. Kill! <laughs> I never smoked when I was pregnant. Yeah, but in college you were like a chimney. I thought you were going to join a, a reggae band. <laughs> I'm just saying there could have been some chromosome distortion. Well, you, you, you let them do anything. You, you let them watch TV just like that. Well, so we'll that. throw the TVs out. We'll put the TVs right. in the garbage then. And you and I will or we'll, we'll perform more some Shakespeare or something. <laughs> I'm just a little thrown off by this. Gil, Karen, 
You should not look upon the fact that Kevin will be going to a special school as any kind of failure on your part. No, I'll blame the dog. <laughs> so, Robbie, it might have been chemical with you. It, it may not have been your parents. It answers so many questions. <laughs> But yeah. So, how is this initiation, Robbie? I mean, I, I mean, it sounds like they're just having a really tough time with one of their kids. Oh yeah. I, well, you know, Darren may, before the show, he was, or it might have been actually Jim, that said, you know, when you're going to initiate a kid on how to swim, you throw them in the water, and 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 then they're going to have to find their way to to f- make a few strokes, and and they're probably going to ask for help because they're in a situation where they're uncomfortable with. And, and I really think that the idea that what God's doing often when he throws us in like this um is it's an invitation to intimacy like yeah you're not so comfortable with this situation now what do you you know you're going to have to turn somewhere and you know his hope is that you're not going to turn to more grass (laughs) (laughs) or other things (laughs) or other things right his hope is that that you'll turn to intimacy and and you know you find yourself in a place that you didn't expect to be. So, so what's some other situations that that's, can come up in our lives or has happened in our lives that initially we didn't see them as opportunities for initiation, right? Yeah. Other than everything, I, I call that <laughs> I call that weekdays. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah. I mean, so recently, um, you know, I've I've had these big medical issues and. Uh, Spent several days in the hospital and all that, and we've talked about that in the last few weeks. But literally the morning before that happened, I was looking at some stuff ab- about me, analyzing my own personality and and personality profile in different ways and preferences and different things like that. And what I um learned about myself that day just something that i had never really paid much attention to was how uh intensely my particular personality type likes comfort and seeks comfort would rather seek comfort than and and that may sound really silly well everybody likes comfort darren you know i mean i I get it but they're not everybody I mean, a lot of people go out and run marathons. They're not seeking comfort when they go run a marathon or when they train for a marathon. That hurts. You know, it, it takes a lot of effort. And and then the next day, I'm in immense pain. I'm in pain for several weeks. Um, I'm still in a little bit of pain a couple of months later. Um, and every single day I'm confronted with this thing. And so I feel like God took something that I definitely thought was an inconvenience. I, I was not looking at it as initiation. And when you when you talk about initiation, you initiate somebody so that they can now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they do have what it takes to make it through something they didn't know they could make it through before, right? Right. Um, you, you practice football. You initiate in certain drills in football so that when you get into the game, you can perform. And so God, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about initiation. You know, it's interesting as you say that, as I'm analyzing the situation, having been with you, you know, during these moments. Yeah. I was a sissy. I know I cried. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) I'm talking about, I remember getting a text at four in the morning from Sheila that 
you know, you were refusing to the surgery. Like I'm done. I'll, like I give up. Like this isn't going to. No, I'm not taking that route. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's fascinating to me how God. Now that I'm sitting here at knowing the backside of the story, how God brought you through that because that was really that was your choice, and it would astounded me at the time. Like, really, He's going to turn this down? But that was real in your life. It was very real. I mean, I, I, I when it when it was first thrown on me, you have to have this surgery or you will die. Um, I literally asked the doctor to leave the room, and I looked at Sheila and I said, "I don't want to have the surgery. I would rather die." And the initiation now comes, sweet wife, good friends, people like you and Sam and Jim and Dewey and many others um, who spoke into me at that moment, um, mainly Sheila. Uh, she did have a large knife in her hand. <laughs> uh, no, but just beginning to say, look, number one, you're loved. And I felt that you're, you're loved way more than you realize. And you talked about that earlier, too. But number two, you're needed. You, you can't go. You have, you have something to do. You have work to do here. And it's not, uh, while I have work to do in my own life, obviously dealing with this whole I want comfort at any cost issue, um, I also have other things to do. Initiating a grandson, two grandsons, three grandsons now, three granddaughters, you know, children, friends, uh, ministry that we do together, you know, with, with other men and in their lives and so yeah looking on the back side of it i didn't want that initiation at all but i got it and i submitted to it that that's the only thing i can say is at some point i said okay i submit trusted god trusted doctors trusted family and submitted to it now, rodney i had a question for you when when you look at these situations, you don't see them as initiation, do you? You see them as something else. You used a different word prior to the show. Yes. <clears throat> you always hear the word trial. And, you know, God gives trials at you, trials at you. And, again, you guys were really are like, well, I prefer initiation. And I'm just sitting there kind of constipated with that going, well, <laughs> why initiation <laughs> a is a nice thing. Term. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice thing, right? And I'm like, it's just turning over me. My gut doesn't feel good here because I'm like, <laughs> I, when I'm getting initiated, I'm not happy. I'm kind of like, Darren, I don't want this. Yeah. And why, if I'm going to go through something, if I'm in the middle of it, it's a trial, darn it. It's not initiation. On the back side, okay, I'll give you initiation because that's a nicer term. But on the front side, in the middle, oh, man, this, this is not fun. Th right. This hurts. You're breaking up a relationship. You're... Uh, going through something where like loss of jobs, you know, mm -hmm. or turned down for something you really thought you needed. Uh, hey, God, I was really trying to go here with my life, and now you've got me in a complete tailspin. I don't know which direction I'm going, and you really now got me going this way. Is this really right? And and all of a sudden you're like, afterwards, like losing a job, doing some other things, learning some stuff. I, my my focus and my direction in my life now are so much different than they were five to six years ago, and it kind of, I look back and go, wow, I left this job, you got me out of that job, then I went to this job, now I'm living here, and we're in a completely different situation, I'm in this band of brothers, how did I get here? Oh, 
that's initiation. And I was sitting there complaining the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm going, thank you. I think when they're in the midst of those things, we do look at them as trials. Right, it sounds like a very scriptural thing to say, right? Trials and tribulations. I prefer tribulations. Yeah, and, all, and all, all those, right? I mean, it sounds very, very KJV of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's when we can change, and I think the enemy wants us to look at them as that, because it's almost as if the trials are beyond anything we can do, right? Not that we can control it. I'm not saying that. That's part of the problem is trying to control it, which we'll talk a lot about when we come back. But, you know, there are things we can do, and we can turn to God in the midst of that and say, God, how are you trying to initiate me through this? As we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Talk about, you know, our hearts in general. Why are we struggling? Because we're not there yet. That'll be the bump coming back in. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register for the boot camp. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this April, April 2nd through the 5th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. issue we're not home yet which is really the topic for next week it is so that's like a pre-promo it is really it's like a bump in promo yes but it's interesting to me how these topics dovetail yeah you know we talked a little bit before the show that would we need initiation if we lived in the world god intended us to live in that's a time for you to respond. No. <laughs> this is radio. They can't see your heads moving. I think so, but I think it would be a different type of initiation. It would yeah. certainly 
not be as awkward at times because things can get really, really awkward. Yeah, and I don't think it would be as painful right. as what we have now. I, I envision more of the, you know, come with me, son, let's go do this adventure together. Then, you know, my heart's ripped out and laying on the floor and I feel horrible about life. You know? Right, which has to do with, an, go ahead, Jim. Okay. That does go to the, he was, Adam was initiated. He said, here are the good things you get to do. You can name the animals and this and that. He had a job. He had things to do. Here's what you can't do. No need of that tree. And that goes back to the control issue that we're going to get into. So what does Adam do? The one thing he wasn't supposed to do, so it was his thing. And don't blame it on Eve. It was Adam's doing. (laughs) <laughs> she was deceived. He was stupid. So speaking of the not there yet, you know, situation is that the next clip that we have is from the movie Little Bit of Heaven, which I do highly recommend. And in in this movie, um, Goldie Hawn's daughter, I forget her name, gorgeous girl, that she finds out that she um, needs a biopsy for colon cancer. And she is under the, you know, anesthetic of that and she has a vision that she goes to heaven and when she gets up into heaven she meets who she perceives to be god who happens to be Whoopi goldberg <laughs> which so when you hear this initial voice is telling her she's dying which is an, it's certainly an initiation process for her and then Whoopi pl- slash god is telling her or asking her for her wishes what now that you know that you're dying you know just like in the Psalms would teach me to number my days. Now that you know that you're dying, what is it that you want to live for? And she doesn't know. And so the movie is actually her being initiated into living for, you know, for something that's there. But in the midst of that, she initiates her father. <laughs> or God is going to initiate her father because he finds himself with his little girl dying. And not unlike last week's show where you know, we're seeing the heart of the girl towards her father, yet there's no relationship. But now God in this situation is upped the stakes and cut the time short. So masks have got to come off, which is often what happens with initiation is that the stakes go up so high that you got to throw off the mask so you can actually relate to one another or relate to God as the case may be. I think that setup was actually longer than the clip. It is. <laughs> no, it is. That was a very it good is. setup to what's going to happen here. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> I can't believe it. Guess what? You're dying. I am not dying. I'm just a little stressed, that's all. Marley, you're dying. I don't know what I want. You know, you just don't want to admit it. But I'm pretty sure, Molly, if you give it some thought, you'll figure it out. What are we doing? What do you mean? We can chit-chat like nothing's wrong between us. I hate it. I'm trying to have a nice visit. By not saying anything. What do you want me to do? Nothing. It's fine. No, no, I'm here, aren't I? Yes, Dad. Physically, you are. Here. Marley, come on. I am trying. Great. Give the man a trophy. He's trying. Could we just have one pleasant meal? Just one, and then talk about this later? No, you know what? It's not fine, because I don't know if I have a later. So we need to talk about this right now, 
or I walk out the door and may never see you again. Marley, wait. I don't know what to do, kiddo. Tell me what to do. Dad, I don't want to have to tell you. And I shouldn't have to tell you. Do you remember that time, probably 20 years ago? And you looked at me and you said, I'm glad God brought me into this world, but I wish it was from a different father. Do you remember that? And yet I said nothing because I didn't know what to say. But it killed me inside. And now my little girl is very sick and I can't fix it. So please tell me what to say because I can't have you hating me like this anymore. I love you so very much, Marlene. Just tell me what to do. You just did it. Pretty tough clip to listen to, but there's definitely some initiation which leads to breakthrough in that clip. Yeah, and and a whole lot of relationship, right? That when the stakes got upped, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden he needed to move into the into the relationship and and i love you know her response to that and it it, often due to trials rodney or whatever situation may happen the stakes are upped and all of a sudden time doesn't look quite the same right in in significant trials when you find out you get a diagnosis of cancer um or or you know, you got a brain aneurysm or whatever you got, then all of a sudden, wow, all sorts of things are going to begin to change rather rapidly. And your priorities all of a sudden go like, oh, wow, there's my family is a lot more, you know, or whatever the situation may be. Um, it, it tends to realign things. But then fascinatingly, if, if I think when you push into the God with that, Say, where are we going, God? What are we? What are you? What are you trying to bring out in me? What is it that you're trying to teach me? What is it that I'm missing? If if you do that, he'll go. <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know the the clip was really um, accurate in that you've got a man who's saying, "I don't want to risk." Tell me what I'm supposed to say. Tell me what I'm supposed to do, which is the same as saying, I don't want to take a risk. I'm willing to tell you whatever, but I need to know what it is because I don't want to risk being wrong. I don't, I don't want to risk maybe hurting you if you want to be very noble about it. But it's still, I'm a chicken. I don't want to take any risk. And then you've got a female who is very real saying, no, I don't want to and I shouldn't have to. And that's what's in the heart of every woman. She knows she shouldn't have to. And what's in the heart of every man, I don't want to take that risk because I've taken risks before when I was maybe nine or eight or seven or 12 or 15 or whatever, but I've taken risk before and it's gone bad. And so we go back from the risk and she says, no, it wouldn't be as valuable to me if I had to tell you what it was. And, and yet God is initiating both of them, giving her the courage to say, no, I'm not going to say it, and giving him the courage to go ahead and push through the fear of risk and spitting it out. And he doesn't even realize that he's doing it, right? And oddly enough, when we 
see the trial and first complain. That's what I do. If I stop long enough and go, wait, wait, wait. Okay, maybe this could be an initiation. I don't want it to be, but maybe it could be. And so, God, what are, what are you doing? Like you said, Robbie. And, you know, when we get there, now God can do something. And now the relationship, not just with God, I mean, that's the paramount one, but the relationship with ourselves and with so many others can now flourish in a way that it couldn't before. I think the enemy, though, sees you at this crossroads. Right, he, he's the one that helps get you there sometimes, right? And he wants you at that place where you you feel like uh, hopeless, or you, you feel like you have no power. And, and he's wanting you to either shrink away and not do anything like this guy, mm-hmm. you know, or he takes takes you in the other realm and say you're going to go control everything, right? But the last place he wants you to go to God and say, God, what can I learn from this? Yeah, you may not have brought this on me. Life brought it on me. I brought it on me. But how can I grow and learn from it? But I enter into that control thing a lot more often than I'd like to admit. You know, that I want to try to control my situation, whether it's health, finances, you name it. I'm going to go to God when I have to. I mean, I hate to say it like that. You know, or, you know, I live in the place where I feel like I just deserved it because I brought it on myself. And there's truth in a lot of those. But the real truth is when I can go to him and say, God, what can you help me learn through this and grow and move closer to you in this? I think, and I hit this topic kind of with scratching my head, and through our discussion through this, I've heard the two, what I think are going to be the most important initiations. The one you just mentioned, we're not really in control of anything. <laughs> yeah. So we have to surrender to God, and that's an initiation that's a lifelong thing. And the other was the first one that hit me is a major initiation is coming to understand our mortality. And as I'm getting closer to the homecoming, it's – and I look back on my life. I mean, some of my visits in hospitals have been the best times of my life you know that doesn't sound like a good time but that's when you are talking to people that are accepting their mortality they are recognizing they're not going to be for here forever and that's well, when you that figure out what's important because a lot of people don't realize that you're a pastor so when you're talking about <laughs> being in the hospital you're talking about calling on families right that are a house of mourning essentially hey, um, I, I though i think of as we've been talking today, the memory of my mother, actually on her deathbed, has been coming to my mind. And my mom was an amazing woman. She loved all of us kids well. But what she really did is the way that she left us. Even long when she couldn't talk, she kept making the symbol of putting her hands together, her fingertips together. And she was telling us, don't lose each other. Always hold on to each other. You know, and that memory is going to stick with me long before anything else. You know, that, that that initiation of love, you know, and I don't know how to close that other than to say God's bringing those things to you. It's just what do you allow your heart to do with them? Do you allow them to turn back to Him? Or do you turn to fear? Do you turn to control? Which are kind of the, the same thing. The relationships we have are yeah. the only thing we're taking with us. Right. To God and to family and to our So let Him have. initiate you. And go to masculinejourney.org and register for the upcoming boot camp coming up April 2nd through 5th. And next week we're going to talk about 
Why our hearts struggle because we're not home yet. Talk to you next week.